You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hey everyone, Mikey here. Just to preface the episode real quick, uh, I had some issues with my mic, some technical difficulties, and I kind of might have recorded on the wrong microphone, so my audio is a little bad this episode, so apologies for that. Anyway, here's the episode. And welcome to Hit the Books, the only realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am Brian Knightsey, as always. It would be a surprise to me if I wasn't. And as always with me, I have the man, the myth, the Mikey man, Freddie. Mikey, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, bud. We're having a wonderful day of booking today. Uh, I'm very excited to go through this card because it is fucking awesome. Yeah, after last week's pre technical difficulty pre-book, you and I, Mikey, decided uh, to do another pre-book to keep the keep that ball rolling. Oh yeah, and see how 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 it feels. See how it feels. Maybe maybe it's something we want to do. Who knows? But we want to keep that ball rolling, bud. Oh yeah, let's let's roll that ball as far as it could go. <laughs> ah, the common phrase. <laughs> Goodbye, let's ball. Keep that- Oh, <laughs> foul ball! Uh, <laughs> my favorite bit. Whenever someone like does something or misses, like does like a bad joke, I'll just like look off into the distance and yell "foul ball." <laughs> my favorite joke of all time. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, uh, I'm very much tired, and we got a busy ass schedule from like um, real life. So oh yeah, these next episodes we got we are busy as heck. But that doesn't matter because we're heading into SummerSlam, Mikey, which is this Sunday. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This Sunday. Coming in, this coming Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Coming to Toronto, Canada is SummerSlam. That'll WWE SummerSlam. Summer there will be blood. There will be guts. There will be the PG rating. <laughs> and it's going to be hot because it's summer. But it's in Canada, so it's like Canada hot, I think. I which know. is like 60 and temperate. You need a nice light jacket. <laughs> jacket, jacket, jacket. Hoodie, hoodie, hoodie. <laughs> Bret Hart will not be in attendance. <laughs> as much as you all keep requesting it. <laughs> he was a he was a he was a double or nothing. We <laughs> do not associate anymore. <laughs> he uh, went to AEW, he's dead to us. <laughs> dead, dead, dead oh no. <laughs> Uh, oh god um yes yeah, so we are on the road to SummerSlam. not even the road we are on like like literally right before the the turnoff point to get to SummerSlam city oh yeah obviously next to suplex next city. next exit one mile yes. SummerSlam. um we are on the go home show and we decided to pre-book once more for y'all exit ss19 um, baby our, our 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 matches and shows so mikey 
without further ado, I guess let's, you know, just get started. Well, like we said, we are the only realistic fantasy booking. So what does that mean, folks? We book every match, every segment, every everything, rivalries, superstar, storyline, whatever, every SmackDown Live and subsequent pay-per-views. That's all done, and we do it, make it as realistic as possible. We don't we don't throw in Kenny Omega because we want to, because that's fantasy booking. No, we 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 want to make it realistic. If he gets tr- con- contracted by WWE, then he's in. We don't have the Young Bucks versus the Revival. No, no. As much as we would like to see that, that's not realistic. That'll never happen. They just sign new contracts. That won't gonna. That's not gonna happen for at least like two years. Oh yeah. But uh, let's get into it, Mikey. With all that being said, we have realistically fantasy booked this episode of SmackDown Live. So, Mikey, without further ado, let's get started. What do we got for this main, not even main event, first match of the show? All right, first match. We have a WWE Championship Tournament semifinal match between Braun Strowman and Pete Dunne. The man, the 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 man with the hands. The man with the hands versus the man who breaks the hands. <laughs> I mean, that's actually not a bad. Uh, <laughs> get these hands. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's gonna get these hands and break those fingers on those hands. I'm surprised, and I'm just thinking about it now. Like, I mean, so there's gonna be at one point in the match, Braun Strowman's gonna go for a choke slam, and Pete Dunn's gonna reverse it into a handbrake. Oh yeah, break. For sure. And sorry, I'm just spitballing things here. So, uh, yeah, semifinal match for the vacant WWE Championship tournament, Mikey. Oh yeah. Who we got? Who we got? We got a. We got a. We have the match, you know, written down, but we got to decide on at least the victors. Oh yeah. To move on into the finals at SummerSlam. Oh boy, this is a tough one for me. Why? Why is it a tough one for you? I I would like to see both of these guys in the finals. I think they're both WWE Championship material. We also need to keep in mind, Pete Dunne is the current Intercontinental Champion. And if he wins tonight, then he's going to have a double match at SummerSlam. And he could walk out of SummerSlam with both the Intercontinental and WWE Championship titles. Yep, for sure. Which is a universe I cannot believe could exist. Pete Dunne's the man right now. He's, He's on fire right now. The bruiser weight. The bruiser weight's on fire. So, so what? What's what's the argument for Braun? What's the argument for Braun Strowman here? I think the argument for Braun is that he could be a strong champion. He's a big boy. He could be a challenge for a lot of people, and he could just hold the championship well. Mm-hmm. Cons of Braun Strowman: he is he is managerless. He's not as hot on our booking polls as Pete Dunne. Exactly true. Um. So maybe not the best person to put it on. He, the Miz, could be involved in this match somehow. Yep. Um, you know, ruin Braun's chances. Yes. Um, which is something we can consider. Um, Pete Dunn. Pros and cons to Pete Dunn, Mikey. Pros and cons. Pros. Pete Dunn could also be an awesome champion. Uh, mm-hmm. Cons. He's gonna have to have two matches with SummerSlam, which is a lot true um and if he does have both championships it's going to be a little tougher to book true um pros though it's pete dunn that's it 
Yeah, no. You got main event matches of like Pete Dunn versus Brian, Dunn versus Reigns, Dunn hey. versus I mean Braun already happening. Dunn versus Miz could be good. Oh yeah. I mean when McIntyre comes back, Dunn versus McIntyre. Yeah. Everyone remembers them going off against each other at the Royal Rumble. That was fun. So there's interesting scenarios. But what are we thinking here, Mikey? Uh, I guess the first question is, which maybe decide it for us, is The Miz getting involved in this match? Hmm. Feels like he should. After what Braun did last week, it feels like he should. Hold on. Stop the presses, Mikey. Sorry. I don't even know why I'm asking this, because I completely forgot about one thing that the randomizer did to us last week. Oh, yeah. The Miz is injured. The Miz is injured, so we can't even use him. (laughs) I don't know why I'm bringing it up. He's injured for 12 weeks. He's out of here. Right. The randomizer really got us there. So we don't have to worry about the Miz. So it is just a straight up Strowman or Dunn. Which one are we going for? I think my pick is for Pete Dunn. I'm leaning towards Pete Dunn as well. Uh, I really, you know, what's really putting me over the top with it being Pete Dunn? What? The fact that Braun Strowman is so low, according to our audience, likes of him. Or I guess in this case, dislikes of him. Yeah. I think that's kind um, of that's very much a deciding factor for me as well. Plus, Pete Dunn has some interesting aspect. There's some. There's a lot of like cool. To me, there's more interesting storyline beats we can do with Pete Dunn. Whether it be he loses the Intercontinental Title and becomes W Champion, or loses both, or has both, or whoever he faces, I think there's more storyline potential with a Pete Dunn victory. I agree. Um. Now, Braun Strowman has people, but, like, you know, I feel like if he wins the whole thing, his first defense is against The Miz. And then, you know, and then he's got to face, you know, he's a face right now, right? So he's got to face other heels, which is probably The Miz, Daniel Bryan, but we don't have The Miz for another 12 weeks, so it's got to be Daniel Bryan. Like now that I even think about it, with the Miz being gone for twelve weeks, I really don't want to put the title on Strowman because, like I said, it feels like his first defense should be against the Miz. Yeah, no, you're but right. But now that the Miz is gone, it's like okay, well then, who's he gonna fight? He's gonna face face Brian. He's gonna face Andrade Cesaro. That, those could be interesting. Cesaro could be interesting, but you know, it's not like a feud. Eric Young. <laughs> So it sounds like we're in agreement. Pete Dunn. Yeah, for real. P- Pete Dunn moving on into SummerSlam as the Intercontinental Champion, as the potential uh, uh, new WWE Champion. Pete Dunn wins. Oh, yeah. Let's move on to the next segment, Mikey. Let's do it. That segment includes a backstage interview with Finn Balor. Balor says that the Demon wasn't just something that he could turn on and off. It was something that, you know, he, he would come out, it, it would come out for the deadliest of opponents. It, it essentially had a mind of its own, but he was somehow able to find a way to control it to an extent. Uh, but with it gone now, the only person he has to count on is himself. The demon dead after that loss at backlash against McIntyre. 
He sort of has to figure out how to count on him and him alone. Then Velveteen Dream walks over after challenging him last week. He says he doesn't care about Balor's pity party or his silly headdress. The Dream is insulted by the fact that Balor doesn't think Dream is a big enough threat that Dream would even be worthy of the demon's presence. And Dream won't stand for that at all. At SummerSlam, the Velveteen Dream wants everything Balor has and then some. And if Balor can't find the demon, then consider his comeback dreams over. And that's that segment. I love it. I love this feud. You, you when we were texting about like writing, talking about this stuff, Mikey. You said that like you, wh- what's the goal? I guess for us when it comes to Velveteen Dream, because you said a great point about it earlier. Uh, that the so the so the thing that Dream always wants is for people to recognize that he's the best, and that that's the whole point of him trying to pull get Balor to pull out the demon. Is so Balor recognizes him as a, a good worthy a worthy opponent yeah he he wants he he wants to face he doesn't want to just face ricochet again he doesn't want to face he doesn't feel like the dream doesn't feel like he wants to face eric young i keep burying eric young on the show <laughs> he doesn't want to face rusev he doesn't want to face heath slayer it, he, he doesn't want to face finn balor he wants to face the demon he wants to face the demon. And if it's if it's dead, if it's not, he doesn't care. He wants to prove and he wants to re- be recognized. That's it. And that's it. Period. He wants to be recognized. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I'm interested. I'm re- so we're, the match is of course officially announced for SummerSlam. I'm really interested and I cannot wait for that decision we have to make, Mikey. Yeah. Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream. I'm very excited. I would love to see that match in person. Me too. Plus, you know, Mikey, I can't wait to talk about Velveteen Dream's entrance for SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. We'll talk about it at SummerSlam on Sunday. But uh, I cannot wait to hear <laughs> or, or for us to talk about what that will be. I don't really know, but I can only imagine we got digs. <laughs> Going, get getting to be made. Oh, for sure. Let's move on to the next match. Yeah. All right. So next up, after the uh, Finn Balor backstage interview, we have Charlotte Flair versus Carmella. However, during the match, Natalia's music hits. Charlotte Flair focuses on the ramp to try to find, try to scope out Natalia's entrance, see if she can get the upper hand, and then by God, Natalia out of nowhere from behind uh, beats down Charlotte. Puts her in the sharpshooter. Charlotte isn't tapping. Uh, then Natalia turns it into a modified lion tamer slash sharpshooter, which makes Flair tap. Oh, interesting. A modified... Gosh darn... So we're talking... We're talking if you got... You know, you got the sharpshooter, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting down on it. Instead, to put it visually... She's not necessarily sitting down on it, but rather walking back with it. Mm-hmm. So she's really torquing that back, and then she probably sits or kneels in that. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here, right? Yep. She's got the legs all crossed up, the torque of the back in full. 
there's a couple pictures that Mikey sent me of Chris Jericho doing the Lion Tamer. And we're talking torque out the wazoo. We're talking like the bend point being like your neck. Yeah. Essentially. Like your neck is being like, and your back is just, ah. Full scorpion, man. Full scorpion. It looks like it hurts like a shit ton. Oh, yeah. It looks nasty as all heck. Yeah, it does. Um, looks brutal. It looks so brutal, and I cannot imagine. And so you're doing that mixed with the freaking leg stuff of Charlotte Flair. But and but another point, Mikey. She's tapping. You have you have of course you're in, running the women's division here, Mikey. You have Charlotte Flair tapping to this modified sharpshooter, whereas Char- where Natalia could or would not tap to Charlotte Flair's figure eight. Mm-hmm. Why is that, my friend? What what are you what are you pulling here? What what's your game? What's your story? So I'm trying to work in a new way for Natalia to do the sharpshooter because it it feels like I don't want it to get stale, I guess. And having Charlotte Flair tap out to it this week is a good way to get Natalia hot going into SummerSlam and get this match even more get people even more excited for this match. And also it kind of puts over Natalia's new sharpshooter variant at the same time. Okay. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a great, great pull, great get. I love it a lot. I love it a lot, Maggle. <laughs> Thanks, Maggle. Oh, I love that sitcom. Two Maggles. <laughs> Two and a half Maggles. Two and a half Maggles. Two and a half Maggles. I love that show. God damn it. <laughs> Let's talk about the next segment here, Mikey. That it's another women's match segment, or not women's match segment, but you know what I mean. Yeah. What's happening here? So this segment was advertised last week. Uh, we have Ruby Riot answering Shayna Baszler's challenge for a last woman standing match at SummerSlam. Ruby Riot comes to the ring to answer the challenge and says, "Baszler, at Stomping Grounds, I beat you one, two, three." I came out on top and proved to everyone watching that I'm the better competitor. At SummerSlam, I won't just be the better woman. I won't just keep you down for three. I'll keep you down for ten. And at the end of the night, when I'm standing over your unconscious body, everyone will know that SummerSlam is going to be a riot. Then, we cut to backstage to Shayna watching the promo on the TV at a perpendicular angle, of course. (laughs) Uh, And insert random interviewer here. Ask Shayna Baszler what she thought about that promo, and Baszler just says, I'm just excited to rip the head off her shoulders, and walks away. Oh my god. These two want to kill each other. Oh yeah, they do. They These two, this last woman standing match is just, this is going to be blood and guts galore. Oh <laughs> yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be brutal. I, like, I know we're in the PG era, but like, I really would like to just be like, like if I was. I really just wanted to be like the the John Moxley Joey Janela match. If I if if I was like have them go nuts. If I was like actually the writer present for that Ruby Riot Shayna Baszler thing, I would just like turn to Ruby and and Shayna and be like, "Hey, we're PG, so we can't do like blades or whatever. Probably still can't do like blades or barbed wire or anything like that." But like no tax. Does one of you want to get busted open the hard way? Just like pop them in the right above the brow. Right above the brow, yeah. Get a nice punch like, right so above the brow. Accidental. Because they're they're. I I mean, 
if you're talking like Attitude Era stuff, this match needs sort of does need blood and guts. I hate I, to say it, Vince. I think some. I think I do want one of these two people to get busted open. Honestly, or both, or both. I think it'll I be think... a phenomenal image and a phenomenal addition to this pure blood feud between these two. Yeah, there needs. If this is a blood feud, then we need blood spilled for sure. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. That's what Dusty has taught me. No and hand chair would... shot, baby. Yeah. No hand chair everything... shot to the head, baby. I want everything unprotected. <laughs> I want everyone injured. I want. I want it concussions all. Gal- concussions galore. Concussions galore. That's what I want in this goddamn match. No, no but for uh, real, we nobody would ever want that ever. We don't want that. You know, nobody wants anybody getting hurt. No, no. I don't want anyone actually hurt. No, no head. No chair head shots. No, Keep it safe, everyone. But if you, you want to bust open the hard way, then that's also just fun, make it that's look fine. Better. That's fine. Please. So she answered positively, meaning this match is officially announced. Ruby Riot, Sheena Beasley, last woman standing. Yep. Meaning we got a butt ton of matches announced, Mikey. And when we come back, Mikey, we will book the rest, not only the rest of our show here, Mikey, we're going to book the other, I guess, you know, the other Raw matches that will be taking place. Oh, yeah. So, Because last week we talked about who the champions are. This week, Mikey, I got the challengers. And boy, howdy, we got some matches, buddy. Oh, I can't wait. We'll be right back. And we are back. Mikey ITs before the break. The challengers for the Raw side for SummerSlam. Yes. I've got them here. Awesome. And I haven't looked at the the SummerSlam card because I want to be surprised. Okay. So let's let's go right down the line. Obviously, the Raw Tag Team Champions currently are the Colognes. Bold. No idea what's happening on the Raw side. But Bold apparently move, the Raw. Colognes won the titles. And they will be facing none other than the club. I like it. I like the club. The colognes, I don't know what's going on there, but I like the club. Moving right along, the United States champion, who is Randy Orton. Who is also Mr. Money in the Bank. Who is also Mr. Money in the Bank. Will be facing for the United States championship to hopefully retain it against Seth Rollins. Ooh, okay, that's a good match. Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, sort of a WrestleMania rematch. I like that. Let's talk the Raw Women's Championship, Mikey. Let's do it. Honestly, a match that probably would happen in real life if Sasha Banks, our Raw Women's Champion, was still here. Mm-hmm. Raw Women's Champion in the fantasy book universe, Raw Sasha Banks will be defending her championship against none other than... The man, Becky Lynch. I love it. That's a fucking match right there. That's dude. a match and a half right there. And that sounds SummerSlam. Universal... Like that is SummerSlam to the core. That's like main event special oh, yeah. right there. Potential main event spot right there. Unless the Universal Champion Brock Lenzer has anything to say about it. And his opponent, 
Bobby Lashley. All right, all right, not bad. You're not as you're not at, to like in that match as much as I am, Mikey. I'm excited. No, it, about Brock it's good. And Bobby. It's good. It's uh, two two big boys. It's it's devalued being underneath Sasha. And yeah, it's, gotta, it's you know it. It's a very was... Vince McMahon matchup. Just oh look how look at the size of these guys. So at the end of this episode, Mikey, I'll read off our SummerSlam pay-per-view card, which is obviously no particular order. Yeah, it's pretty quite. It's quite the card. But let's keep moving because we got we still have some matches yeah, to figure do. out. And one of those matches is Mikey, Roman Reigns, Kofi Kingston in the semifinal matchup in the vacant WWE Championship Tournament. Bold move, WWE. The big dog versus the 11-year vet, Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Summer of Kofi. Summer of Kofi. Versus the big dog. Who do we got, Mikey? What are we doing here? Man, this is a tough one. But I will say, though, real quick, uh, I saw a funny comment on WWE 2K20's new poster. Uh, where it's Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch, and it's wow! It looks like the big dog is really his Matt's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like that has to be the tagline. Anyway, back to the match. Back to the important stuff. Roman Reigns versus Kofi Kingston. Summer of Kofi, or is it the big dog's yard? Now. This one's tough as hell, Mikey. Um, I guess we'll go through it again. Pros and cons. Pros to Roman Reigns. Cons of Roman Reigns. Pros. Pros of Roman Reigns. It's he could have. We know for sure he could have a good WWE run. We know he could have a good match with anybody. We know he could be an awesome face. Uh, cons. I think people are a little tired of Roman Reigns being in the main event scene like this. Um. He's not at high in our booking poll. He's getting higher, but he's not that he's, high. He's right been now. rising from pay per view to pay per view. That's what I'm saying. He's been going up, but he so he's getting a little hotter. Uh, pros of Kofi Kingston. It's Kofi Kingston. We have a good story there. Um, a definitive win over Roman Reigns is a big is a big Kofi. step. Yeah, big step in the right direction for Kofi. Really puts him in the. Really feel makes them a main eventer in our universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, a weird con to Kofi is that it would then be Kofi versus Dunn. Yeah. I'm not sure if, like, 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 that's not really a con, per se. But that's sort of, like, you know, the old mentality of, like, these aren't, like, Pete Dunn came off of NXT, what, three months ago? Four months ago? Yeah. Kofi Kingston... You know, a summer of Kofi is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, all that WrestleMania hype is happening here, maybe potentially. But it's this is two unknown guys. We could have played it safe with Roman versus Braun, right? Yeah, for sure. But we but we didn't. So we could be going risky. Looks like we jumped on the top rope. High risk district. Pete Dunn Kofi. So yeah, there's pros and cons to each. I don't know. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, bud? What? Hmm. I'll say this, Mikey. Pete Dunn versus Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Pete Dunn versus Roman Reigns. I like them both a lot. Dang, I was hoping that would work. 
That's the issue. I was hoping that would reveal details. Can I tell you who I'm leaning with? Yeah. I'm leaning on Kofi. Mm, interesting. And maybe it's because, you know, he's the current WWE champion, so I'm being I'm 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 reverse uh stooging. <laughs> okay. Um and stealing not stealing, but you know, having ideas on having Kofi be the WWE champ potentially, of course. Yeah. Um, maybe it's I honestly want Roman in the title yet because maybe there's other stuff we can do with Roman. Yeah. Plus, we do have a segment later on that we'll talk about that I might prefer Roman being involved with than Kofi. Okay. Plus, I'll say here, Mikey, because you know now that the show is us sort of like now that, what I like about this pre-booking, Mikey, is it now it's like less us thinking and try to solve the storyline it's now us more talking about like potential storyline spots Mm -hmm. but i want to save this a little bit for audience and i'll speak speak in secret mode but i did text you an idea about Mm -hmm. about the SummerSlam match and i think that could be more interesting with kofi being in it rather than roman and the potentiality of something with Kofi, I like more than maybe Roman being involved. Yeah. If we went with that, if, if we went with that SummerSlam pitch that I had at three hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's really like story. It's like for me, I'm leaning towards Kofi because, like, I like. I think maybe it's like I'm really leaning towards Kofi because it's like it does feel like we need more like main eventers, kind of. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, we gotta because a lot of our people. I mean, Drew McIntyre's out. I guess he's actually back. We could bring it back this episode, but we didn't. Um, mm-hmm. The Miz is out. Our our main event title picture can't just be McIntyre, Brian, Balor, Reigns. This will immediately put two other guys up there. But it'll for sure get stale. Even if Dunn doesn't win, he's up there. Yeah. If Kofi doesn't win. That, uh, I mean, would hurt, probably, maybe. Like, it'd be like, you know, what, what if Kofi lost at SummerSlam? I'm uh, sorry, not SummerSlam. What if Kofi lost at WrestleMania last year, you know? Yeah, that would have been disappointing. Yeah. So maybe I'm worried about that. But we don't have to worry about it at all if Roman wins. But if Roman wins, I mean, that's heat on Roman. Yeah. That's that is that is pure like unadulterated heat on directly on Roman Reigns. Yeah. If Roman wins. Hmm. And we're not even talking like, you know, this is real life or whatever. I mean, if you're talking Summer of Kofi and then Roman wins, it's like Well It's shit. like, well, buy Summer of Kofi. Yeah. We're gonna boo Roman to the ends of the earth now. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards Kofi. I think you convinced me. I, I, I'll I go Kofi too. That's what I'm talking you about. You made a lot of good points. That's what I'm here for, Mikey. I, I, I supply the points. All right, Kofi Kingston wins. Okay. Well then, Kofi Kingston moving on into the finals against Pete Dunne, Mikey. Our WWE Championship match at SummerSlam is Pete Dunne versus Kofi Kingston. What a match. Can you can you believe we are 
inches away from 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 crowning a new WWE champion, Mikey. Can you have believed since before Drew McIntyre's reign that we would ever be here? I I didn't. I did not think you were going to get this far, but look where we are now. Did you think at the beginning of this tournament that we would ever get here? No. No, I mean, you picked. This is not the... So, my original pick was for have to have Miz and Braun Strowman fight each other. Mm-hmm. And then have the Miz turn on Braun Strowman the night, like, the, the show before the match and try to injure him so he can get an easy win on the title. But now we're at Pete Dunne Kofi. And a match that you wanted maybe to be Miz Strowman in a match that was originally going to be McIntyre Undertaker. Oh, yeah. We are now at Pete Dunne versus Kofi Kingston. Do you are you do you like what the randomizer has done to us? Yeah, actually I do. I think this is a good match. This is a really interesting match that I don't think we would have thought of otherwise. So I'm glad I'm glad we're here now. This does mean, Mikey, that Pete Dunne uh is defending his championship twice, so maybe Kofi has possibility of winning the whole thing. Two matches for Pete Dunne is a lot. Especially against whoever the heck his opponent is. Who is it the next segment? Did I just perfectly transition that? No, we have a shit ton more things no. to get it through before we talk about that. So, Not even close, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, let's talk about the next stuff, and then we'll talk about Pete Dunne some more, I guess. But, yeah, I like yeah. it. Kofi's in there. Let's keep moving. All right. So, next up, we have uh, the announcers introduce that they have some footage from Raw of the Iconics on commentary for a country club tag team match. In which the country club wins, the iconics clap for them, go into the ring to shake their hands, and the country club turn decide to turn this handshake into a beatdown. Ooh! Try to turn this ha- handshake into a shakedown. There it is. They steal all of their lunch money. <laughs> uh, and then we cut. And then after we show this footage, we cut to an iconics interview where they say they were trying to be good sports and have a great match at SummerSlam. But the country club showed their true colors, and now it won't be a match. It'll be a fight. Yeah, and I'm sure Billy Kay, on her reaction about what happened, is just wondering, like, you know, you got to be joking me, you know? Mm, Billy Kay's the one who says that, buddy. Well, I said Billy Kay. Oh, did you? Did you? I think said Peyton. No, I don't. I totally. Bring it back. Bring it back. Put it back in. I totally. I don't want to. No, I don't want to bring Billy it back. Kay. It's going to ruin the whole recording. Ah, that's fair. I like this. Um, I like that we, we you did some stuff with Raw and showed that Country Club are definitely playing heels in this match. Obviously, we didn't have a lot of build into this match, but I like that there is definite heel clashing here. I like that the Iconics are not going to go down to without a fight. I mean, Iconics did essentially make it a, a open SummerSlam challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and the country club uh, showed up to that challenge and wanted it. So the, the Iconics, who are a little maybe naive, you could argue, going into uh, this whole feud with the country club, uh, will now have their hands full at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Th- this is me For sure. auditioning to be a Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maggle. Where's that half? Where thanks, Mag. Where's that half Maggle around here? Where's where, what was it? What was it? Uh, hold on. You remember speaking about half Michael Cole? 
Uh, I recently watched the We All See match recently <laughs> between Hornswoggle and El Torito. Uh huh. God damn it, pal! That was that was a goddamn match. I'll, if I if I could have given out meatballs back then, it probably would have been a five star. <laughs> it was he was just so funny and so good and so ridiculous, and like it shouldn't have been good at, as good as it was. God, if I had to give. Mikey, it was just so good. I bet. It sounds like it was an amazing match. If you, if you get a chance, Mikey, please look it up. It's probably on YouTube. It's probably on WWE's YouTube channel. Oh, for sure. But yeah, it's just... Oh, God, the We All See was so funny. It was just... You know, <laughs> you never expect... Oh, my God. El Torito and Hornswoggle. They had like a <laughs> look at these two short guys fighting each other. How funny is that? Wait, no, it's such good shit. It wasn't just that, dude. It was they had like tiny ladders, tiny chairs, tiny tables... They had a tiny announcer. They had a, a tiny uh, a referee. They had a tiny announce table that had micro coal, uh, <laughs> uh, a mini version of Jerry the King Lawler, a mini version of JBL. Jerry the Prince Lawler. Yeah, whatever whatever it was. It was just maybe I think it was Jerry Smaller. Uh, yeah. Jerry Smaller. Um, J Weel maybe. Probably, but it was just so, and then, and they would just like say like the the catchphrases that, that they had, like J W L would just be like ball game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a good thing. I know it's a big departure from our card right now, but God, the we all see is so good. Highly recommend ball game. That. I know that's not Mikey Indie Corner, but God damn, do I recommend that match? <laughs> Let's move right along here, Mikey, into the tag team division. We're setting up at for SummerSlam AOP versus the Woken Warriors, Matt and Jeff Hardy for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship. So to do so, I've set apart a singles match here. Ray Zar of AOP versus Matt Hardy. The Woken Matt Hardy, I should say. Woken. During the match, uh, Akum and Jeff Hardy go get in some sort of tough tissel fight it out. Dukes are up and they're being thrown to a point where Akum spears Jeff Hardy through the barricade. Incredible. This just utterly destroys him. This distraction, however, leads to Matt getting a twist of fate victory over Razar in singles competition. This, of course, is Matt Hardy's first singles match, I think, ever since we started booking the show, Mikey. And yeah, his first singles right. match since quote-unquote retiring on our episode two of this whole show back in August something. Wow, that's crazy. Well, yeah, what, what was our first show? It's currently August 4th. This episode comes out on the 6th. Are we at a year yet? Our year would be August 21st. Interesting. So when was that? When is our year? I guess our year episode could be like the 20th. Oh yeah, so our year our year is coming up, buddy. We're nice. almost at a full year of podcasting, and we'll, that, we should do something special for our one year birthday. Yeah, we should. We can probably talk about what we're gonna what we do. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah, ever since Matt Hardy retired on August twenty eighth, this is his first singles match and his official first match ever back from that lake of reincarnation retirement. So he did it. Uh-huh. Matt Hardy did it. And that's it. Matt Hardy gets one. I wanted, so I talked about it, Mikey, uh, with you, that I wanted 
AOP and the Woken Warriors both to look strong here. So, you know, going into their SummerSlam match. So having Akum destroy the barricade and having Matt Hardy win in a singles competition, because it makes sense. A- Razor is not a singles competitor. Um, I th- that, makes, that doesn't make sense. You're right. Yeah, I feel like these two, you know, these two things in conjunction, the barricade, the singles victory, both make them look each other strong. And it gets me excited for the match at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be a really awesome match. Want to move on to the next segment? Yeah, let's do it. That next segment is a backstage interview with Roman Reigns, the big dog. Roman Reigns. The big dog. His backyard, backstage interview yard. He's talking about how now he's being interviewed pretty this much. Is my, this is my yard for hanging out. This is my yard for me, for my dog. For my for my dog. This for is, the big dog. This is the, this is the yard for my dogs. This is the yard for the big dog, and this is my girl. <laughs> Anyways, backstage <laughs> interview of Roman Reigns. He's being asked, you know, now that he's he's out of the tournament, he's got no match at SummerSlam, no chance at a vacant WWE Championship. What is next for him? You know, he agrees that you know he did lose, but he's going to keep his head up high. You know, plus good call, Roman. Good call. He's going to he's got some loose ends to tie up finally, and then he calls out Daniel Bryan. And he says, he challenges Daniel Bryan for the main event of SmackDown Live after SummerSlam. If they aren't going to wrestle at SummerSlam, they are for sure going to finish what they started. Roman wants to face Daniel Bryan after SummerSlam. Essentially, that's like a post-SummerSlam match, y'all. That's a main event match right there. Oh, for sure it is. So at SmackDown after SummerSlam, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Nice. And who knows, Mikey? This is the SummerSlam after... This is the SmackDown after SummerSlam. Maybe we get a call-up to ruin Anything that Anything could happen, buddy. Anything could happen on WWE. Maybe... maybe Anything could happen the day after a pay-per-view. Anything could happen. Who knows? Maybe... It's free game, man. Maybe Alex season out there. get called up. Hopefully. Johnny Gargano. The War Raiders. Johnny... Johnny Gargano would be a good one. Uh, um, Volter. That would be really cool. God, if Volter got called up. Now I, now I can't stop thinking of Johnny Gargano's theme song. It's going to be stuck in my head all day. That's fair. I'll start thinking of Aleister Black. So it's stuck. It's stuck in there. I like singing songs by just saying ba ba booba. <laughs> that's fun fact about me, I guess. Uh, yeah, so that's that segment. So at SmackDown, uh-huh. Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Mikey, what's happening next? Next up, we got a fatal four-way main event match to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. And it should be said, this will be versus Intercontinental Champ Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, who has already a match at SummerSlam for the WWE Championship. So his 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 hands are full. His hands are tied. He's got two matches here to defend. So whoever oh, wins yeah. here maybe has a good chance of becoming champ. Yeah. And who wins here, Mikey? Who, well, who's are the competitors, I should ask? Who are the competitors so, in this match? In this fatal four-way match, we have Cesaro. <laughs> Could, Ryan, do the honors. <laughs> Ricochet. Oh no! The other, I was gonna the, the first one. Oh, Cesaro. Thank you. Ricochet. Andrade. 
and Apollo Crews. This is a fatal four-way match between three guys that have all lost against Pete Dunne. You know, yeah, Pete Dunne has beat all of these guys uh, at Pete one Dunne, point or another. Has Pete Dunne defeated Ricochet? Probably in NXT. I know Ricochet has a win over Pete Dunne. Yeah. Maybe Rick- Ricochet doesn't want Dunne to... Ricochet doesn't want Dunn to forget what's right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who do we choose to win here, Mikey? We chose Ricochet. We chose Ricochet. Rick O'Shea. It makes sense. That's sort of what the story has been. Plus, you know, Apollo and Andrade and Cesaro all lost. So a new challenger is approached. Oh, real quick sidebar. I was, I was listening to Sidewalk Slam and they stole our Rick O'Shea joke. I mean, we stole, I stole Ricochet joke from like five other, from like five other Twitter net people. Rick O'Shea. Yeah. I, it was like, it was like once he got signed to WWE, everyone was making jokes about how, uh, how they're going to change his name. Like, like the, the Viking Raiders. He's just going to be Rick O'Shea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And then they were like, yo, he's in the impact zone. <laughs> I love it. Rick O'Shea is in the impact Can zone. I, I, Squared circle, the best. Wrestling Twitter, <laughs> you, you can do better wrestling Twitter. I'll say it. Oh my god, it's Ricochet in the impact zone. Um, god, I love squared circle. God, <laughs> the best. So yeah, Ricochet wins, which means at SummerSlam, Ricochet Pete Dunn for the Intercontinental Championship. Officially announced. Oh yeah. I think, so I think to put some heat on this Intercontinental title match, does Ricochet cut a promo after he wins? Ooh. Uh, Does Ricochet cut a little promo on a on, P- on Pete Dunn? Pete Boy? On Petey Boy? I uh, maybe, I guess. So what what's the promo? Maybe he's like Pete Dunn, congratulations on your win tonight. But at SummerSlam I want to I want to say something about like not being overlooked, you know. Not being overlooked or underestimated. The one and only will not be overlooked. Will not be underestimated. I know you got your eyes eyes set on the WWE Championship, but don't forget about the white belt around your waist. Don't forget that I'm right here coming after your other ti- coming after that other title you have. At SummerSlam, you will fall. You will, you will fall to the one and only. And then it's like, and then you hear like a twang, and then like his music plays. Yeah. Okay. Stupid ricochet sound bit that they added to his theme entrance. Yeah, that's ridiculous. God dang. Okay, moving on. Mikey, we got the closer. His, his theme song was so good as it was. Yeah. And then there's like, here's a. Don't forget, his name's Ricochet. So here's the sound effect. <laughs> uh, so we got a closer here, Mikey. We got the final segment. We did a show closer instead of a show opener. Yep. And we got to obviously adjust some things now knowing who the participants are in this match. But we are doing a promo off, essentially. It's kind of like a moderation, um, like a debate almost, if you will, because we didn't want to do a contract signing. But this is essentially mm. like a promo off between the winners of the tournament, Pete Dunn and Kofi Kingston, of course, moderated by GM Page. So in this promo, I think Kofi starts off first. Okay. I think... That might be best. So what is what is Kofi saying? Hmm. I think he has waited 11 long years. He's waited 11 years for this shot. 
It's going to be the summer of Kofi, and nobody's going to take that away from him. Mm-hmm. And nothing's going to, nothing's going to, nothing, no one is going to stop me. Nothing is going to stop him now. <laughs> Ain't no stopping me now. Ain't no stopping. <laughs> hey, hey, can I, okay, so Mikey, you were at Otakon, right? Yep. You went to a panel talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. You learned about the faction called, I'll get, we'll do, this is, this is fun. This is fun trivia corner. Uh, okay. Uh, the faction that is led by Minoru Suzuki. What is the name of that faction? Oh, man. Keep in mind, folks. Keep in mind, audience at home. Mikey has been a WWE stand for decades now. All, forever. So he, his, he, is, he is not completely hyped up on what is happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So Mike, except for one panel that he saw at Otakon. Except for one panel I saw at Otakon that went over, that did a little... Uh, Whatever I told him in the past. All right, so I'm, I'm trying to think... I'm trying to think of the ones they went over. It was... Los, Ingo... Los, Los Ingonables de Japón. Yeah, that that one. I can't pronounce Who it. Who the leader well. is? The leader is. Don't remember. Tetsuya Naito. But continuing. The worst. Other factions. I'm the worst because I I watched one panel and I don't retain. I didn't retain every single bit of information. That's fine. This is all setting up for the spinoff show, Mikey. Um. Fuck. What was that other team that was like a weird spinoff of the club? Well, this is a very interesting conversation to have. It was like, it's like some weird faction that's like sort of a faction, but like not really a faction. Sort of a faction, but not really a faction. That's that's what that's how they, that's how they described it. They're like, they're like a faction that calls themselves a name, but they don't really like do much together. Okay, maybe I can figure out what, who you're talking about based on context clues when you talk about other factions. You're maybe talking uh, about like the the homegrown like we love new japan faction of like hiroshi tanahashi yeah that's not the one i was talking about but that was another one was like it was they were like the original not the original but like the ones that aren't really in a faction kind of came together and made like a faction about new japan yeah okay uh you're saying all this i think i think it was led by like this thing is serving a purpose i'm writing down promos while mikey's thinking uh, chaos was the other one. That's it. Chaos led by which, 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 uh, it used to be led by Shinsuke. Correct. Who is it currently led by? I'll give you a hint. He is the current IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Oh fuck! You know I don't follow up on things, right? He has like a six, six point five, and like a seven star from Dave Meltzer. The famous match against Kenny Omega. So it's. Is it Naito? No. Incorrect. Yeah, Dato. Kazuchika Okada. Okada, that was it. I was like, I was like, it's one of three people. It's either Okada, Naito, or Ibushi, and I couldn't think of which one. Um. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> the man that the, the what is the faction? Original question is what is the faction led by Minoru Suzuki? Led by Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki Gun. Suzuki Goon is correct. Suzuki Goon. And the what I was going that was just the teaser trivia question. And that got us all the way here. Fun fact, really, 
It's really a fun fact. It's not even a trivia question. I guess the trivia question is Minoru Suzuki. But a fun fact. Did you know that a former member of Suzuki Goon is none other than Shelton Benjamin? Really? Correct. Interesting. I'll, just because I'm thinking about it. Here, want a second fun fact? Yes. The first ever IWGP Intercontinental Champion, who I won't even ask you because there's, it is impossible for you to... To know this answer, it was it was on the it was it was on the PowerPoint. I will say that when they because they went over all the titles and they went over who the first champion was. And blah, blah, blah. Do you know who the first? I don't remember. Was? No, 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 I don't remember. It's a wild. Let me finish. <laughs> it's so wild. First ever Intercontinental Champion is Montel Vontavious Porter MVP. Wow, <laughs> bold. <laughs> In a fucking wild turn of events, I believe he won a tournament to win the Intercontinental Champion. But yeah. Okay, so I just I just looked up a bunch of the the factions so I can remember, and we learned about all of these. You said chaos. You said Suzuki Goon. You said Los and Chaos, Chaos Bullet Club, uh, Lij, uh, OG Bullet Club, and Elite Bullet Club. Sorry, uh, uh, Elite Bullet Club doesn't exist anymore because that's yeah I know because that's they, they're in AEW anyway, uh, and. Sekigun? Oh yeah, Sekigun is kind of the Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, that's like the one that's like not really a faction, but like it's just people that are just like free floating that love New Japan. Yeah, exactly. And that was team it. of like it's like it's, it's like not really a faction, but it's just a bunch of people who are very uh very loyal to New Japan. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. <laughs> that was that was all the factions we learned about. It sucks. That was such a good panel, but I retained like zero of the information. I should. I was gonna take notes, and I forgot. Going to take notes is such a funny. Maybe, maybe part of Mikey's indie corner is just like trivia questions. <laughs> it's just. I'll get there. Just like a quick trivia, a quick trivia question every once in a while. Yeah. I need to figure out. Um. Okay, so promo off between the winners of the tournament, Pete Dunne and Kofi Kingston, moderated by GM Page. Kofi goes first and says that he has waited 11 long years for this opportunity. Nothing is going to stop him now. The power of believing yourself and waiting for the opportunity of a lifetime of finally winning the WWE Championship is doorsteps away. And unlike his opponent, Kofi has the experience. He's done this for 11 years in the, in the business in WWE. He's been trained for this day Every day, on the road, live event after live event, show after show, SmackDown, Raw, whatever. He's been waiting for this, and he's been pining for this forever. And at SummerSlam, he will finally win the WWE Championship, the title that's eluded him all career. It's finally happening. Mm -hmm. Then what does Pete Dunne say? I think Pete Dunne's is short and simple. I think Pete Dunne says, Kofi, I respect you and your 11-year career and how long you've been with this business but you've never faced an opponent like me i'm gonna give you a taste i'm gonna give you a taste of british strong style and it already won me one title so why can't it win me a second yeah i think he's it already won me one title and i bet it can win me another um and before Pete Dunn can finish the rest of his speech, who interrupts him but the Miz? Who comes you down? You wrote that. What's up? We wrote that yesterday. Remember, the Miz is injured. 
Shit! God damn it! You're right. We can't. We can't do that. <laughs> we wrote this yesterday. We were both very tired and completely forgot that we can't use the Miz. God, fudge. <laughs> God. Uh, that ruined everything. Yep. Then how the frick do we close this? I was gonna beat up the Miz and stuff. It's gonna be a blast. Miz was gonna eat a bunch of finishers. He was gonna get his fingers broken. It was gonna be fun. Did we just make it Rusev? No. No. That's got no stink. I don't want it to be Brian. Oh, I'm so I think upset. if it just ends in a stare down between Pete Dunn and Kofi, it could still be an awesome closing shot. Okay, fine. We'll do a stare down. Uh, where was it? Uh, cut out this all stuff. The two then stare each other down as GM Page separates them. Yeah. You know, a little bit. Um,. Does Pete Dunn go for the fingers? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a stare down. They're not, they're not fighting each other. No one does a sneak attack. Both of them. The, the, the WWE Championship is on a pedestal underneath the glass or whatever. And it's, it's like the shot of them staring at each other, and in between them is the title. Inter uh, Pete Dunn holds up the Intercontinental Championship. Mm -hmm. And it's just like Kofi's like, okay, okay. This yeah. kid. I like it. And that's the closing of the two of them staring down. GM Page, smile on her face. Ready for this fucking match. Yeah, because who isn't? Mikey, our SummerSlam card is set. I'm very excited. Do you want to hear what we have on the docket for us? I would love to hear a quick rundown of the SummerSlam card. Which we will actually book this Sunday, April 11th, on all podcasting platforms. Oh, yeah. We got, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, the Colognes versus the Club. Oh, yeah. We got, like, a 205 Live match. Or, or something. And, yeah. and then, like, another Raw match or whatever. Yeah, on. yeah. We got Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream. Nice. The Iconics versus the Country Club for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Love it. For the Intercontinental Championship, Pete Dunne versus Ricochet. Love it. For the United States Championship, Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Nice. For the SmackDown Live Women's Championship and a submission match, Charlotte Flair versus Natalia. Nice. For the Raw Women's Championship is Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Sick. For the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship, we have AOP versus the Woken Warriors. Beautiful. In a last woman standing match, we have Shayna Baszler taking on Ruby Riot. Nice. I love that match. So excited for that match. For the vacant WWE Championship, we have Pete Dunne versus Kofi Kingston. Love it. And finally, for the Universal Championship, Bobby Lashley is facing Brock Lenzer. Beautiful. Two big, Top beefy down, men. Mikey, this card. Holy crap. It's pretty fucking stacked. It is honestly probably one of the best looking cards 
I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. This is pretty stacked to the brim here. And it can only get more stacked. At SummerSlam, we'll find out exactly what happens, Mike. Oh, yeah. And maybe some additional stuff. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Like, And by that, I mean 24-7. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought 24-7 championship will probably be that Raw match. Probably. But, uh, yes, that is SummerSlam, Mikey. And this was our episode of Hit the Books, our SmackDown Live go-home show before SummerSlam. Mikey, that's not it. I would say we're not done yet, Ryan. It's time for the randomizer. And you were last week with the one that injured the Miz, correct? No, wait. You were the one that we had a good thing happen, I think you pulled. Uh, we have to add a segment, I believe. Is that what we did? Maybe. Was it that? I don't think that was that. Maybe there's something else? No, I thought we had to add a segment. We added the Iconics open challenge. Oh, is that what it was? I think yeah, so. You might be right. Maybe right, right. I don't quite remember. Um, but that was you last week. So this week is my turn to hit the randomizer. Mikey, I'm terrified. Yeah. Like, I don't want wait, to no, wait. injury at all, what, right? What was last week? I don't remember, dude. And I don't care. We're moving okay. on into the randomizer's decision, which is, in fact, going to be, when it loads, this thing that exists, that, god damn it, it's taking forever. My voice can only get higher. <laughs> it's still loading. Card subject to change. What that means, Mikey, is we now must replace an entire match. Replace a whole match. That sucks. Yeah, you know how like sometimes WWE like announces a match and then they're like, ah, never mind, and they give you a whole different one? That sucks because all of these matches are good. <laughs> we have to replace a whole match. That could be Charlotte Flair versus Carmella. Pete Dunn. Well, we can't do the championship tournament one. So those, are, those, are, those are out. Yeah, those have to stay. Really, it's Razor versus Matt Hardy, Charlotte versus Carmella, or Cesaro versus Ricochet versus Andrade versus Cruz. So. Wow. <laughs> Big choice here. Um, whoo, boy. Hmm. So, I, I guess my pitches here are, because we got to have additional pitches along with it, but I guess what I got is maybe replacing the Fatal 4-Way into just being a one-on-one -on -one match. Okay. Or um, replacing it into, like, a gauntlet match or something. Okay. That's maybe too bold. Mm-hmm. Um... Razor Matt, Razor Matt Hardy. I got nothing for the if I if we have to if we cut that I have to think of a whole new thing from the tag team division. Would it be a cop out to replace Razor and Matt Hardy with Akim and Jeff Hardy? Yes, I would. I would say it's a cop yeah. You're right. Um. Yeah. So, and I we have no idea what to do with that. Charlotte Flair, Carmella. My pitch would be make it a tag match. Okay. You know, Charlotte Flair and... Maybe Charlotte... What if it's Charlotte Flair and Bianca versus Natalia and someone else? 
Carmella prop, maybe? Ooh, 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 ooh. I got an idea. Okay. Charlotte Flair and the Country Club versus, versus Natalia and the Icons. I love that. That's a, a change up. Ryan, let's book it. Okay. Uh, we're going to keep the... I, is the is the finish of the match Natalia submitting Charlotte Flair with the modified sharpshooter? Yes. Okay. And that will be so. That is that is the episode of of SmackDown before um, before like the go home show is literally Natalia submitting Charlotte Flair. Yeah. That's huge. That's pretty buck wild. So, um, so Natalia submits Flair with a modified sharpshooter. Let me just adjust all of our stuff here, folks. Give me one second. So we replaced it with Charlotte Flair and the Country Club versus Natalia and the Iconics. Um, doing so, how do we feel about that Iconics segment later? Hmm. Yeah, that feels like it should happen before this, shouldn't it? Which we can do. We can, we just, can, we can just switch it with the Finn Balor interview. Yeah. Um, and that could just happen right before. And it's a good transition into the match, they, also. Yes, they, can, they just transition. They do their entrance, which works, and then that's it. Country flair in the country. Country flair in the country. <laughs> Charlotte flair in the country club versus Natalia and the Iconics. Natalia submits. Charlotte. Charlotte Ty, flair. Charlotte flair in the country club is such a good name for a band. Charlotte <laughs> flair in the country club. Charlotte Flair Charlotte Flair in the Country Club is a wonderful name for a band. I love it. That that's a solid change in my opinion. I agree. I think that was very good. That sounds that was sweet. a good that was a good call, Ryan. Good pitch, my dude. Moving that moving the Intercontinental title match into a gauntlet match would be like fuck two other guys. Damn. Uh Rusev. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like this uh, I like this change because now it also gets some heat between the iconics and the country club going into SummerSlam too. Mm-hmm. Get them in the mat. Get them in the ring. Yeah. So we can get some building. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. And that is our card. I think it's even improved. Country more. Club hitting the wild card rule. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that to be over. <laughs> I mean, for it to be like officially over, they would have to end the twenty four seven title, and that's not going to happen. That thing draws money, dude. Yeah. Nah. As much as, much as Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman want to keep it the brand separate, you got to keep that twenty four seven title swapping, baby. Oh yeah, for sure. But I am excited for SummerSlam. I hope you are too. I mean, that's where social media can come in with that, right? Like you get like superstars travel together all the time. You know. Oh, I didn't think about that. That you don't have to have the other sh- stars in the show. Just do it on social yeah, do, media. Do, if, if you want to switch it, switch brands, you can social media style. Mm, hot swap. I like it. Well, uh, that is it for our show. This Sunday is our SummerSlam pay-per-view special. We're probably going to call it Hit the Summer Books. Hold on, hold on. 
SummerSlam the books. Slam the books. So I like SummerSlam the books. SummerSlam the books. The pay per view special this Sunday, April. 11th. Summer books. Summer book reading by Scholastic. Book slam. Uh, that's a big old. That's a middle school call out. <laughs> <laughs> Get a free pizza at Pizza Hut. <laughs> Uh, God, I do that all the time. Uh, now I'm just thinking about stuff. Hit, hit the summer, hit okay, the summer book stop. slam. Hit the book. Hit. The, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. They're gonna be in a time loop here. Uh, SummerSlam this Sunday, August 11th. Subscribe to this feed to get get that in your feed as it comes out this Sunday, August 11th. I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again until it's ingrained in your noodle. <laughs> Mikey, I'm excited. I am very excited. If you like what you heard this episode and all episodes, review on iTunes. iTunes is the best place to do so. Leave a five meatball review for us. Selling what you like. We'd love to hear it. Follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. If you liked these matches, say so in our booking polls every Wednesday. Let us know. There for Let two us days. know. Let us know. It, it, as we talked about, it sort of determined Braun Strowman not winning. Let us in. Let us in. Oh, God, the theme. <laughs> um, which is interesting, Mikey. Your lights aren't flickering this episode in your bedroom. So yeah, you know what? I, sh- I the shut theme. them off for a while. Uh, and then I turned them back on and the flickering stuff. Mm, that's what they all say. Follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. You can vote in those booking polls. If you like what you heard, uh, you can individually rate how you like the writing of each match and segment on those booking polls. Of course, there's also Excite Mirror polls every Monday. So you can see sort of like previews for servant for the episodes. Oh yeah. Um, what else, Mikey? Uh, well, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Hit the Books Podcast, where we do reviews for paper for different pay per views. We have one coming up for SummerSlam, uh, of course, after SummerSlam. Uh, we have had some for AEW as well. If you're not really into WWE, uh, Ryan has a show on there called System Check. If you want to go over what that is, really quick. Uh, System Check is a stats preview show for All Elite Wrestling. So there will be one uh, coming out before All Out on August 31st. Um, there will obviously be one before October 2nd for the TV show. And maybe it becomes weekly at that point. Maybe we have a Patreon started and that is a thing that is on there. Uh, who knows? Uh, but yes, System Check stats preview show. We talk about who we think the winners are based on stats. Fun fact, Mikey. I don't know if you know this. Okay. Um, well, you don't because I didn't tell you. Uh, but fun fact is that the Cody Sean Spears match mm-hmm. at All Out had huge, huge title world title match implications. I figured it might. <laughs> Uh, if 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 uh, Cody wins the match, he is pretty much guaranteed, um, based on like if other people lose their matches and whatnot. Uh, I think it's sort of if like Kenny loses his match, maybe if maybe it's Kenny losing his match. I gotta double check, but it, I'll talk about it more in system. It's check. Kenny like, versus if, Mox, right? It all out. Yes, it might it might be Kenny. It's, it's like determined on another match, but if Cody wins his match. He will almost certainly be the number one contender based on records and leaderboards. He would be like the number one ranked guy overall. Interesting. All he has to do is win a match. One match. Against Sean Spears. Yeah, one shot, one opportunity. Yeah. 
So that's very interesting. There's also a bunch of other interesting stats and, and numbers that we go over, you know, number of tags made in the match, number uh, average match length and all that stuff to really get an assessment of who we think will win. This is a very, turning into a very long outro. So let's close out the episode here, Mikey. Stay tuned for SummerSlam this Sunday, August 11th. Not just the real one, but our realistic fantasy book one. Mm-hmm. August 11th, SummerSlam. SummerSlam the books. SummerSlam Mike, the books. For Mikey. For Mikey. For myself. I am Ryan H.C. And we'll leave you with this. Only two words, baby. Book it. Book it.